today on CityCast DC. <laughs> There's this DC comedy site that's been getting a lot of attention around town. Under new bill, DC's traffic cameras would dole out points, fines, and dating advice. <laughs> Those headlines are from the Cherry Swamp. It was launched in the heyday of the pandemic, and it's recently become a hit. Think The Onion, but specifically for DC. A few listeners told us why it's funny to them. I like Cherry Swamp because it manages to pull together jokes that are always relevant to the moment. Frequently, the jokes fit right into the conversations I'm having with friends, but add a clever twist I wouldn't have considered. I love Cherry Swamp because I actually understand these memes. A lot of times with a lot of other meme pages, you need to know way too much about the latest pop culture reference, while with Cherry Swamp, it's something that is very relevant to my day-to-day, and I can send it to almost any of my friends in the area. I think Cherry Swamp is hilarious because they are so good at just pointing out the absurdity in DC life. I'm here with one of the site's founders, Eric Acuna, to talk about satire in DC. It's Monday, October 24th, 2022. I'm Michael Schaefer, and this is CityCast DC. You moved to D.C. 10 years ago, and you've kind of picked up a view of the city that enables you to get into satire. What's your guys' process for making the funnies? We created the Cherry Swamp almost two years ago, so during the pandemic. As most editorial team, we've been involved with comedy for, for a while now. I've been a comedian, an improviser, a writer for like 10 years now, or a little bit even before. I'm originally from Peru. Wait, so you are a professional comedian? I don't make a full living out of comedy. I work at a nonprofit during the day, it has nothing to do with comedy, but I've been performing, teaching improv and sketch comedy throughout the city and other places. Do you ever have zany uh, observational humor about life at nonprofits? Oh yeah, absolutely. The amount of nonprofits that are in DC, it's pretty wild. One of the first things that I discovered when I was trying to like explain to people in my comedy shows, like Peru has over 5,000 types of potatoes. That's, uh, that's the number one country with this a large amount of potatoes. So I always say like, just so that they can picture that amount, is like it, Peru has as many potatoes as DC has nonprofits. It's almost like there's one every corner. <laughs> so I would say all of the editorial team of the Cherry Swamp, they all have their day job. People are journalists, they are consultants, they are, there's some scientists in it. And they all have some comedy experience, whether it is professional, whether it is just partial or it's a hobby. And during the pandemic, it was hard for a lot of us because we couldn't have an outlet to perform on stages. Everything was closed. So that's why we decided to create this team and start writing satire. And another beautiful thing that I love about our team is we have people that have been here for living in D.C. for 25 years, people that have been living in D.C. for only two years, people that lived in D.C. like five years ago. And now they don't even live in D.C., but they remember and they go with those classics like we were talking about. So it's just like a really nice, diverse group of people. And we, for the past two years, been getting together every Monday to write and discuss the headlines for our articles. It's been a really nice process. So um, how did you guys come up with the name Cherry Swamp? So the Cherry Swamp, we had already headlines. We have articles. We need a name. And in the vein of The Onion, which is one of the most popular satire sites, I guess, in the States, we're just thinking something to use with the something. Uh, and also we didn't want it to use some a word that 
could be found easily if you just Google it. Right before this interview, I was just looking at some emails with suggestions for the names. And there was a lot of like representation, no representation, this lack of representation, the metro, the red line, just a lot of those type of names until someone pitched the Cherry Swamped. Um, and everyone really enjoyed it. And this person is also a designer. So they already came up with the idea of like this three cherries and the swamp similar to what the DC flag looks like. And we immediately love it. As a native Washingtonian, I think we should ban uh, the uh, format of blank without representation. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think Cherry Swamp is a better way to go. Yep. Yeah. Wait, so how, how does your own, like, if I want to see your show, you perform as a comedian, mm -hmm. um, how, uh, how is that like the newsletter? How is it different from the newsletter? How has it influenced the newsletter? It has influenced. I do improv comedy and sketch comedy. And one of my, my solo show, it's, it's pretty much about uh, it's monologues and sketches about my life as a, as a Peruvian, as an immigrant, as a Latino, now living in, in Washington, D.C., um, so it's a show that pretty much reflects my life and the things that I discover living now in D.C. that are different in a weird and funny way from Lima, Peru. So all of those things that I wrote, all these sketches that I perform, they've been informing also for my headlines because the way I approach most of the headlines that I wrote is from my own perspective. And that's why I feel like it was very important to, to have a diverse group of people in, in our team because... Some headlines I even wrote in Spanish. Like I would make fun of Duolingo. Um, <laughs> Duolingo? And, or, or What's like, so funny about Duolingo? Well, the, I would say, um, well, sometimes it can be very aggressive, Duolingo, when you would get like like notifications of like, hey, it's been two days since you haven't done it. What's up with that? <laughs> like, it's just, it's this passive aggressive way of saying like, hey, I'm seeing you, you're not doing your homework. But also just... Uh, the way, um, just even sometimes comparing a Duolingo with like the amount of parking signs that you see on, on the streets, it's just like, for me, the first thing, it was like, it was so complicated every time I would park in DC. I wouldn't drive, I don't drive that much, but every time that I would drive, it takes me five to 10 minutes to just like stir up all the different signs and the parking and be like, can I park here? Because there's so many and it, sometimes it's very confusing. And until this day, I still get confused. Sometimes I still call my partner and be like, um, hi, I don't understand these signs. Can I, can I park here? Is this okay? Wait, so you come from Lima. Is DC like inherently more ripe for satirization than Lima? Mm, that's a great question. I think every city has its own uh, distinctive things for satirization. I would definitely say that Lima being on a part of a developing country with a lot of problems in different areas, like institutional areas, like political aspects, social aspects, it is harder to make fun of it because most of the things are not great already. So then it's usually like the, your satire would probably have to, and there are still satire sites, it has to be more uplifting in some way. While in DC, yes, there is Definitely problems, absolutely, but not in any way compared to what other countries are facing. So it's much easier to to use satire to highlight those issues. And also, I feel like most of the people living in DC they are very aware also of their politics, which doesn't happen in Lima that often. 
So more people are like, they know who their representatives are and right. what usually what's happening or like even going to a bar and seeing the state of the union happening, right? Like that's, if you say that to another, someone in another city, that's weird. That's like, what? what are you, you're going to a bar to see a political event? So in so, Lima, they don't go out to bars to watch the president of the Republic. They don't. No, no <laughs> one would do that. That would sound insane. But wait, so I, you know, I think that that it is part of the essence of being a capital of a country that people in the rest of the country, you know, look at the capital city and say, well, those people are completely, you know, clueless about how it is out here in the real part of the country. And you know, one of the differences in Washington is that we we believe that we say that about ourselves. Yeah. Um, so in D.C., you know, there's a lot of people like you who've been here years but don't quite feel like locals. Your site is actually, you know, you could have done that site and just had it be about national politics and Liz Cheney joke here and a Palin joke there. But you, you actually uh, try to touch on the city, on the like lowercase w, Washington. What is some of the stuff you read at Peru's to kind of derive your ideas on the city? Yeah, we try to incorporate as many topics as we can. We don't want to be just a U.S. and politics site. Uh, we don't also want to don't want to be just a lifestyle and entertainment site, right? We wanna we wanna have a variety. Like we wanna have different sections, and you can decide to you know what I'm more interested into science and health, or more interested into work and tech, or love and dating. So yeah, we we try to keep a wider range of topics within our website, and also because like I was saying, everyone has a different background, right? So we have people with different majors, different jobs, and I'm always observing, and I think that's something that as a comedian has helped me to write satire as well. I'm always observing interactions, places, when I meet new people at a party, how they introduce themselves. Is it going to be like, hey, what are you doing type of question or not? What's your feeling on the, on, on the what do you do for a living question? To be honest, I don't mind. A lot of people ask that question in overseas as well, like in Lima or other places that I've been. It's just the situation for, in D- for DC is not only asking that as an icebreaker, but more of like, can this person benefit me in what I'm doing, right? Like it's, that's the underlying situation for that question. Because the question itself is like, same when you're like, hey, how's the weather, right? Or like, hey, very hot. But the underlying tone of what you do, I may need a job or I may invite you to get a coffee so you, I can talk about whatever you're doing that may be benefiting me for some reason. Wait, so when you're out at something and the, someone says like, well, Eric, what do you do for a living? And you say... Uh, I teach improv comedy and I've got a, a newsletter that's satire about DC. Does that lead to people like leaving the conversation to go to the bathroom or do they ask you for coffee? They don't know how to react because not don't you they don't usually hear that, right? They usually hear like a really important job because you're in DC, so it should be like a really cool, important job. And they're like, no, no, but like what do you do? Like, what do you do for real? <laughs> How do you make money? Right? Because they are like immediately thinking like, no, there's no way you're in. And it's like, oh yeah, I work at a nonprofit. When, once they hear the nonprofit, it's like, oh, okay, okay. That checks out. Sure. If you say nonprofit, you say consultant, people are like, okay, sure. That's a whole realm of vagueness that I don't know what it means. So I'm going to leave you alone because you're not giving me more details. But also as a comedian, they are like, why are not you not in New York, LA? Right? Like if that's, can you do comedy here in DC and I always say absolutely yes I love DC and I'm planning to be in DC for many 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 more years so what's the future of Cherry Swamp where's it going from here so the Cherry Swamp start doing some live events live comedy shows uh, where we can do some variety shows and something that is also really exciting for me is we're connecting with other satire sites in other cities and we're trying to form a collective 
and see how we can help each other, like build a, a community for like the satire places in, in the country. So I don't know exactly where that's going to lead us, but it's just like really cool to talk to other groups of people that are also creating their own satire places in, in, their, in their cities. And you're hiring, yeah? Yes, we are. Well, hiring is still a, a volunteering job. So far, we don't get any profits. Hopefully, that will change soon. Um, so you're hiring, but you're not paying. We are. Well, that sounds that sounds bad with hiring. We are accepting <laughs> something, right? Because you're like, ah, that sounds like internships. Now, hopefully, we can. We're thinking of ways, especially like these live comedy shows or merch, to a uh, way to start making some some profit. And I think it would be. I think the people would love to support. We've got so many messages from people just being like. I want a t-shirt. I want some of the headlines on a t-shirt. Like that's going be so good. So hopefully we can get started getting some profits and can quit my non-profit job. And where, where does someone go to apply? You can just go to the thecherryswamp.com. You can see all the information over, over there for submissions. And you, also if you are like, I'm busy to apply. I don't want to be in the editorial team, but I have a really funny headline that I think you should post it. Also, if you just go to the cherryswamp.com and submissions, you can submit your own headline. You don't have to be a part of the team. Any person from DC or any other place, you can submit your own headlines and we will review them. And if they get accepted, we'll give you a credit on the website, on our media, so you can use it for whatever. If you're interested in having your name there. If you don't, if you want to be anonymous and just have the feeling of one of my headlines made it, that's also good. Eric, it was so awesome to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you. And before you go, some quick news. First up, a new public transportation option is coming to the wharf to hopefully ease congestion. Mayor Bowser has allotted $3 million for transportation options in the area, and that includes Circuit, which is a new on-demand electric shuttle service. The vans look a little like oversized golf carts. The city is going to subsidize this so riders can pay $2 or less for a ride. Circuit plans to launch in the spring. Meanwhile, a bunch of Prince George's County parents are upset about school redistricting. There's plans for new boundaries that aim to rebalance enrollment between overcrowded and undercrowded schools. But two of them, which are Concord Elementary and Pointer Ridge Elementary, could close entirely at the end of the school year. Frustrated parents flooded the public hearing on Thursday, and there is another one tomorrow at 6 p.m. And lastly, a bunch of towns in Nova got notices with incorrect voting information on them due to a printing issue. So if you live in Clifton, Dumfries, Herndon, Occoquan, Quantico, or Vienna, be sure to check your voting information on the VDOE website. Prince William and Fairfax counties are sending out correction notices too. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. And if you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Rate the show, leave us a review, or subscribe to the morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.